Thank you, thank you, thank you for checking out the Life Church Dane County podcast. Listen, go to our YouTube page, Life Church Dane County, and subscribe. You can also check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Life Church Dane County. Let's get into the Word of God today. Hello, 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 everybody. I am Pastor Gina Foster. I am here to recap Bible study on tonight. We had an awesome and amazing time. We have been dealing with family issues. We are in our This Is Us series, um, a show that I love near and dear to my heart. If you haven't ever watched it, go ahead and watch it. It's great. So we're, we're dealing with family. We're dealing with family issues. We're dealing with um, all kinds of certain things, communication, um, the black sheep of the family, uh, where you fit in, blended families. So tonight we dealt with Joseph. So we started in Genesis chapter 37, where it kind of gives the backdrop of Joseph's life, where it started, where he began, where he was from. Um, Joseph was one of 11 sons or 12 sons. He was the 11th son of Jacob. Okay. So he came down the line. He came years later. He was Jacob's favorite son. He was the one that got the coat of many colors, okay? So he stood out. He was different, and his brothers knew it. His siblings knew he was different. His siblings knew he was favored, and because of that, his siblings began to hate him. Not dislike him, but hate him. Because of this, because he was favored. Not only was he favored by his natural father, but he was favored by God. Yes, listen, he was favored by God. Tonight when I begin to teach, I said, all of us that are God's children are favored by God. Yes, we are covered. We all have a special code. We all have a covering once we become a child of God. And when we get our favorite coat of many colors, we have an enemy we have an adversary that hates us, that gets jealous, and he tries to scheme and destroy and stop us from our purpose. And that's what happened to Joseph. At the early age of 17, he had a dream, and he began to speak his dream to his siblings, and they didn't like that. And he also told his dream to his father. And his father said, whoa, whoa, whoa wait up now, back up, back up, back up. In this dream. You can read it. Genesis chapter 37. In this dream, he begins to to tell them what he's seen and what happened and, and how uh, the sheaves were standing and, and his sheep stood and the others bowed to him. And, and when he interpreted the dream, he was like, oh, yeah, y'all are going to bow down to me. In his mind, he didn't really know at 17 what that meant. He might have been a little arrogant with it. You know, he might have looked at it and seen it the wrong way. But. When you keep reading his story and you see that all that he went through, when it the dream comes to pass, and we'll get to that, I promise you. When the dream comes to pass, it wasn't exactly how he thought it was, but it was in a way that his brothers did end up needing him. So let's get in it. Let's dive in. 
So what I wanted to start off saying is, guess what? We all have families. We all have issue, right? We all sometimes have differences or, uh, you know, you have that brother or that sit or that tattletales all the time. So, so Joseph was kind of like the tattletale of the family. Like when something wasn't going right or his brothers weren't doing right, he would go back and he would snitch on them. So this even made them even more just upset with him because they're like, this is our little brother and he's getting on our nerves and he's going back telling everything and just shut your mouth, shut your mouth. And on top of that, it's a blended family. All right. How many of us have blended families? So his brothers had different mothers. So there were one, two, three, four different mothers. All these different kids had different mothers. He only had one other sibling by the name of Benjamin that shared the same mother and father. So these are his half brothers. Okay. The half brothers that he's snitching on. So they're like, you know what? At this point, we're tired of him. We see that he's being favored by dad. They're plotting to get rid of him. They're plotting to kill him. All right. This is how things happen when the adversary sees how favored you are. The Bible says that the adversary comes to steal, kill and destroy. He's trying to stop the purpose, the destiny, the plan that God has. He's trying to stop that gift and that talent that God has inside of us. Yes, Joseph was a dreamer. All right. The gift and the talent that God put inside of him was he was a dreamer. And not only did he dream, but he could interpret dreams. All right. Boom. He dreamed. He interpreted his dream. Got in trouble for it. Right. Brothers plot to kill him. Send him off. Put him in a pit. All right. Put him in a pit. Then they sell him into slavery. Okay. And from slavery, he ends up in a prison. Wow. Y'all, 17 years old, hear me, 17 years young, and he's experiencing all this hate, all this malice, all this envy because of his favor, all right? He's 17, come on, give, give me some slack, I'm a kid, right? But no, he had to go through, he had to experience some hardship, right? But it matured him. He didn't do anything wrong. Sometimes, hear me, you are just living out your life. We all make mistakes. We all have to grow. And you may end up in some places that you're not supposed to be in. But somebody had a dream. And when somebody had a dream, two people had a dream, as a matter of fact, in the prison. So now we're like Genesis chapter, let's see, we're about 38. Let's run there real quick. So he's in prison. And I know he's just like, what in the world? I can't believe my brothers did this to me. I'm sure he was down and out. I'm sure he was upset. I'm sure he was crying. I'm sure he was furious. I'm sure he's thinking like, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? right? What did I do? And he's in prison and he's in this pit. And there's two people there and they have a dream. And he interprets their dreams. And it gets back to a man named Potiphar. He was a well-off man, okay, very well-off. And, and Potiphar, he had a dream, and no one can interpret the dream. So it got back 
that somebody knows how to interpret dreams. Listen to me. Listen to me. When we stick with God and we stay with God and we allow God to use us and we say yes to the gifts and the callings that God put in us, no matter where you're at, you, your gift will make room for you. Yes, the gift of God made room for him. The gift of God, it, it, it enlightened and illuminated. It, it brought attention to him. It brought attention to him and he was able to get out of that place that he was never meant to be. God's favor will move you from the place you're not supposed to be to the place that you're supposed to be because that's what God's favor does. God's favor will take you from the bottom of the list to the top of the list. Because that's what that is. God's favor is his grace, is his mercy, is his hand, is his anointing, is his spirit on your life. Nothing can stop the favor of God. Hear me. I don't care what you're going through right now. Nothing can stop the favor of God on your life. Okay. So you can look that situation in the face and say, baby, I got favor. Say it with me, type it, write it down, put it on your mirror. I am favored by God and nothing will stop me. So he's in prison. He's interpreting dreams. It gets back to Potiphar. He gets out of prison and now he's in the palace. Let me tell you something. It doesn't matter what family you came from. It doesn't matter the pedigree. When God is on you, when God is in you, when God has a purpose for your life, the pedigree does not matter. Okay. Oh, you just like your mama. You just like your daddy. The devil is a liar. I am a child of God. My DNA is no longer the same. Okay. So all that that came before me has nothing to do with me. It's all right that you're different. It's okay that you're the black sheep. It's okay that you don't fit in because God doesn't want you to fit in. He wants you to stand out. He wants you to be different. He wants you to be a witness for him. So let's go. He's in the palace, all right? Now he's being trained by Potiphar. And, oh, here comes another setback. Potiphar's wife. Now we're probably like in uh, chapter 39 around verse 7. Potiphar's wife begins to hit on Joseph. Now, some people may say, there ain't no good men in the world. All men are the same. All men are dogs. All men cheat. But let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. There is a man that you can find in this book that we call the Bible that did not yield to the flesh. He ran away. He ran so much that he ran out of his clothes. Excuse me. He ran out of his clothing to get away from this man's wife because he had integrity. He had respect and she felt dumb and stupid and embarrassed and hollered, oh, 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 he did these things to me. He was falsely accused and ended back in prison. Somebody might be saying, wait a minute now. I thought this walk with God was going to be easy. Why does someone that didn't do anything wrong, why they end up in prison not once but twice? 
started at the age of 17. You may have been young and started out with a bad life. You may have done some time. You may have been in prison, okay? You may have been in there for something you did or something you didn't do. And you're like, why me? Why me? Why me? But let me say this, like my husband says all the time, if God took you to it, God will get you through it. Even in that place you're in now, there's purpose in it. When Joseph was in prison the first time, he was able to help someone while he was there. I want you to know right now, if you are in a pit or a prison and you have not yet made it to the palace, or maybe you have and there was a setback and you're back where you used to be, there's purpose. There's a reason for it. Do not Turn your ear off to God. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says that I have a plan for you. God has already predestined the plan. He has planned, he has purpose, and he is going to perform it all the way to the end. Let me get it real fast so I can say it exactly how it is quoted in the Bible. Jeremiah 29 and 11 and write this down. Whenever you're discouraged, write this down. Whenever you're feeling like I'm not where I'm supposed to be, why am I here? Write this down. God says, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you. He says, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. God knows. He knows. God, the, the end is already done. We're just moving through life to get there, right? God wouldn't tell us how everything was going to go because he knew we wouldn't go through it. He knows we wouldn't go through it. But when God does stuff, it's not the way we always think it's supposed to be. But I know some of us out here have been through some bad experiences in life and we can look back and say, thank you, God, that I'm still not there. We can also encourage somebody else when they're going through their hard time and say, baby, I've been there. And guess what? You will get through it. You don't have to stay there and you won't stay there when the favor of God is on your life. So he ends back there. But guess what? He doesn't stay. He gets out. He gets freed and he's back into the palace. And not only is he back into the palace, but now he has elevated up to the governor. He has position. He has power. I know at 17, he didn't know that. I know when we were younger, we didn't know where God was taking us. We didn't know that the things that we went through would bring us to where we're at now. But Joseph was not only gifted to interpret dreams. He was a governor. He ruled. Okay. He, he went through pits and prisons and still became, what am I saying? I'm saying it doesn't matter where you came from. All that matters is where you're going. And as long as you stick with God for the Bible says in John 10, come on somebody, John 10 and 27, let's go write it down. John 10 and 27 says my sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. 
as long as you keep your relationship with God, no matter what you're going through, God will always elevate you and put you where you're supposed to be. Hear me. Everything we go through in life is for purpose. Every mistake, every hardship, every victory, every triumph is for purpose. It's for the glory of God. I said earlier, I said, when you read a good book, when you watch a great movie, usually what makes it so amazing is that the underdog wins. Mm-hmm. The one that seems like, oh my gosh, this is the end. But they come back with victory and power and might. Those are the ones we we love to really see the stories or the movies that have strong trauma and adversity. And you see that great comeback. But that story is you. That story is a part of all of our lives. We will never be without adversity. We will never be without storms. We will always be facing something because that something helps us to mature, helps us to grow, helps us to learn. How would I learn how to forgive if I never, never knew what it felt to have unforgiveness in my heart? How would I appreciate peace if I had never been in a situation that was unpeaceful? How can I ever be a supervisor or a governor or entrepreneur or a leader if I never had to learn how to lead, if I never had to make mistakes? How would I know what compassion is if I've never needed it? So that's why we find ourselves in pits and in prisons. Maybe they're not real ones, but maybe it, it was a, a, a pit in a relationship. Maybe it was a prison of a relationship. Maybe it was in my family where I was misunderstood, where I was looked over, where I was hated, where I dealt with jealousy and envy. Maybe, maybe we all have a pit in a prison experience, but we also have the palace experience. We will have a palace experience where we are able to govern and rule. And you know what we're able to govern and rule? Ourselves. We're able to govern and rule and control ourselves. Before I can try to help anyone else, I have to know how to help myself. So today, as I wrap up our Bible study, I just want to quote a couple of things. Pastor Al quoted on Sunday, and he says, I'm the game changer. If you did not catch the message, you can go back and hear it. He says, you are the game changer. You were chosen to be the one to fix the family problems. God chose you. You are the one. Yeah, they put you through it, but you are the one that's going to bring them out. Joseph was put through pits in prisons, but he was also the one, when you keep reading, when you keep reading, he was also the one that was able to save his family from dying because the place they were in ended up being in a place of famine. And they ended up going to Egypt looking for help, not knowing 
that the person they bowed down to was their brother. So the dream he had at 17 came into fruition 30 plus years later. So everything that he said and did was not a lie. It was from God. It didn't happen right away, but it did happen. And when God speaks a word in your life, it will happen. No matter what you go through, you hold on to that word. You hold on to what God promised you and believe that it will come to pass. I bless you all in Jesus' name. I pray that you continuously hold out and hold on to God's unchanging hand. I pray that this Bible study or this recap helped you tonight. You know, if you guys ever have any questions, that we are always here to help you all move forward in understanding the Bible and understanding who you are in God. Be blessed. And remember that we are put here to heal, to restore, and to set the captive free. Jesus does that through us because that's what he did for us. So now it's time for us to carry on the plan of God. Be blessed, everyone.